1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Love Talk Radio.
2: Good evening, everybody, and live from the Jersey Shore, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa.
0: Sherpa, your blowout's looking very nice tonight.
2: (laughs) Sorry, my what's looking nice?
0: Your blowout. You're at the Jersey Shore. You have to have one.
2: Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's 90 90 degrees out here in the New York area today, so it's perfect. It's perfect beach weather. But uh, so so you must have been pretty happy the first weekend of the season with the Cowboys beating your Cowboys beating my Giants on Sunday night.
0: It did work out better for me than it did for you this week. But again, I stress this week. Week two is going to be a little tougher for the Cowboys, and it was, uh, I mean, we finally beat you guys in Dallas, so we got that monkey off our back, but it wasn't, it wasn't real pretty either.
2: Well, that's the thing, if the Giants had had five turnovers instead of six, they probably could have won that game, but uh, apparently six is the magic number when it comes to turnovers, but.
0: At least when the Cowboys are involved.
2: Yes. So what are we doing? Here? Who are we? What are we doing here to quote uh, James Stockdale? and? Uh,
0: Isn't that the eternal question? <laughs> yes, and how
2: can people get a hold of us, and what are we up to?
0: Well, tonight we are going to be looking at all of the week two games and matchups, telling you who to start, who to sit, and answering any of your lineup questions you have. As always, we'll be making predictions and seeing where things take us. But if you want to have your voice heard, or, you know, get a hold of us, argue, whatever floats your boat. There are a number of ways to do that. First and foremost you can call us at three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. That's three four seven nine eight nine eight zero eight eight. Likely if you're listening to us you can see that on your screen. So use that. You can always tweet us at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. Or you can get The Sherpa and I, on our personal Twitter accounts, I'm JKIM16. He is fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4 show at gmail.com. The chat room is open on Blog Talk Radio. You can always find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, all the good content at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. We'll be here until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so you've got a full hour with us. And like I said, we're going to go through each game and start right with Thursday night.
2: All right. So Thursday night, we've got one surprising winner from week one and one not-so-surprising winner, although they barely won, which was a bit
0: surprising. How they won was a little surprising.
2: Yeah. So we've got the New York Jets playing at New England on the Thursday night game. And, yeah, I know New England didn't look good against Buffalo and was, pretty fortunate to hang on there but I just I I can't no matter how I cook this up in my mind I can't see the Jets winning so I'm going to go with New England to win this game rather handily even with all their injured receivers and running backs I'll pick New England to win this 28-17
0: I I think New England's gonna win by a little more than that I'm thinking more like two touchdowns um I I think I'm probably only going to watch the very end of this game because I want to see uh, Belichick and Rex Ryan's handshake, or lack thereof, afterwards. I think that might be the most interesting part of this game because it's not going to be very competitive. Like you said, New England is very dinged up. The Jets a little, a little less injured, but still kind of banged up themselves. They're just not great is their number one problem. <laughs> um, fantasy-wise... Generally, Thursday night games have been the Sherpa and Mize kryptonite over the past two years. (laughs) We've struggled with these, but for what it's worth, I would stay away from Geno Smith unless you're in a very deep league or you can somehow use a quarterback as a flex player. Um, Bylel Powell at running back, I like him better than Chris Ivory this week. Um, Probably the only person I'm really comfortable starting is tight end Kellen Winslow, just because... You know Smith's got to bail out and throw to somebody, and I think it's going to be him. I'm not starting the kicker. I'm not starting the defense. I'm not starting any of the other cornucopia of wide receivers. Uh, Definitely don't start Jeremy Curley since he's concussed. I think that's about it. It's sort of a sad state of affairs for the Jets right now, and it's just going to get worse.
2: I like Blinklow, but I think he's listed right now as questionable with a knee injury. The guy I really like there is uh, Stephen Hill, who caught, I think, five or six passes in week one. I'll be pretty quietly, but uh, I don't know. I, I still think he's somebody that might still turn out to be a good wide receiver two or three this I just don't, just don't know if he's able- going
0: to do it against the Patriots on a Thursday night on a short week. I just don't feel that good about it.
2: Uh, we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Speaking of short, for New England, Julian Edelman had a really good game this past mm-hmm. week. You know, he caught a couple touchdown passes. He's one of the few... Healthy wide receivers there, so I would start him. Quarterback Tom Brady is a good start. Stephen Ridley obviously was in Belichick's doghouse after fumbling, but just because of the lack of healthy bodies there or talented bodies, he's going to get another chance, kind of like David Wilson in uh, New York but um, yeah. with the Giants. But anyway, I say Stephen Ridley. He's listed as probably with a shoulder injury. Go ahead and start him. Start the Patriots' defense. Wide receiver Danny Amendola questionable with a groin injury. If he's in there, go ahead and start him. But it's looking kind yeah, of yeah. I like heard he
0: I heard he's looking like he's not going to play. That's a shame. Yeah.
2: And same thing with uh, Gronkowski. You know, he mm-hmm. although I would have had him as a sit for this week just because I think he's less healthy than Amendola, but that's all relative. Kemble um He didn't have a good first game, but he was targeted so much and there's so little. Yeah in the way of healthy wide receivers there that I think, you know, he deserves a, another shot at least as a flex player. Steven Goskowski the kicker, I like him. Stay away from running back Shane Vereen. Obviously he's out with his uh, hand injury. Um, he will Blunt. be back eventually. He will be back eventually, yeah. but uh, not for quite a while. Um, LeGarrette Blunt is okay to leave on your bench. Same thing with Brandon Bolden. Wide receiver and Dobson's going to play this week, but I would stay away. Stay away from Rob Norkowski and uh, Zach Sudfeld as well. All
0: right, I can live with that. I just I feel like this game's going to be a stinker. I want a good. I don't
2: know. Well, we'll see. Maybe the Jets surprise and keep it close, or maybe the other half of New England's team gets injured and. They're starting and, you know, they have Ryan Mallett playing quarterback at some point, but we'll see. We've
0: seen crazier on, things happen.
2: On, on paper, that shouldn't be a very interesting or a very close game, but we'll see. So moving on to the Sunday, the first of the Sunday games, we've got St. Louis at Atlanta. St. Louis won at home, Atlanta lost on the road. Kudos to Jennifer picking New Orleans over Atlanta last week. Um, hey, we both had I,
0: Tennessee, though. We both We both picked that one.
2: We did pick St. Louis, um, and for this game, I'm thinking Atlanta's going to bounce back. I I was wrong about uh, Harry Douglas. Looks like he is actually a a decent NFL wide receiver if if Roddy White can't (laughs) play, so I was wrong about that, but uh, this game, I just think Atlanta is... Too talented, they're at home, I think they win this game pretty easily I'll say atlanta thirty four saint louis twenty
0: one I think it might be a little tiny bit closer, but I agree. I think Atlanta's probably winning by at least a touchdown um there's i they're too good to lose two weeks in a row, and yeah, St Louis won last week, but just looking at their their offense matching up against Atlanta's defense, it doesn't really seem like a fair fight. Sam Bradford, I think, could be an interesting waiver pickup if you need somebody this week, but really I'd only like to start him as a second quarterback option because I'm not a big fan of his wide receivers (laughs) against this Atlanta defense this week, Um, although I do maybe like Chris Givens as a a deeper flex option. Otherwise, I'd stay away from them. I am going to start... Uh, running back Daryl Richardson. He didn't practice, but he's listed as questionable, but it looks like he's going to play. His his foot's a little dinged up. If he doesn't play, this is going to become a massacre. Uh, I'm not starting any of the tight ends. I'm not starting the kicker. I'm not starting the defense. Start Atlanta players all day, though.
2: (laughs) The only where areas I differ with you, I would start Jared Cook because I thought he had a good game on Sunday and you know, would expect yeah, he, he is, actually their, is actually their best receiver Sunday, so I might actually put him over. I just like older. a lot of the
0: other the other tight end matchups better than him. I might like him as a flex maybe, but I don't know if I love the, the matchup.
2: The other guy I was glad to see get involved in the St. Louis passing game already on Sunday was Tavon Austin. He caught mm-hmm. five balls and wasn't a ton of yardage, but the fact that they're targeting him early, in the slot suggests to me that is better days lie ahead for him and that he could be a valuable yeah. fantasy contributor his rookie season already, so that was good to see. For Atlanta, I would start Matt Ryan, start Steven Jackson, Tony Gonzalez, kicker Matt Ryan in the defense. Julio Jones, if he's healthy, you start him, but he's questionable right now with a knee injury. We'll see. Roddy White questionable with his ankle injury. I it best use him as a flex, hopefully you have healthier options. And even Harry Douglas is a reasonable flex option, especially if Roddy White can't play. And uh Julio Jones, I just can't see both of them not playing, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And Jucus Rogers, I think you leave him on the bench this week. I don't think he's worthy of even at a flex start unless he starts to show you a little bit more than he did week one.
0: Yeah, I had I had kind of higher hopes for him, and it just didn't pan out so far. But it's still I early. still do,
2: but it's, there's no sense in rolling the dice on him if you have help, if you have better options at this point, or at least mm-hmm. you know options that have a more reasonable path to getting.
0: Yeah, you don't large you don't need quite that high risk high reward in week two that right. maybe you take a gamble on later on.
2: Right. So. Speaking of gambles, how about San Diego at Philadelphia? I know you want to pick San Diego in this game, but I'm going to go against you and pick Philadelphia to win this. I'll say they win by almost three touchdowns. Philadelphia 34, San Diego 14, even coming off that impressive start on Monday night.
0: I would love to pick San Diego, but I am going to be a little bit logical. <laughs> as much as it pains me to do it, I'm going to pick the Eagles here. Um, I think that there are definitely still a lot of defenses trying to figure out exactly how they wanna deal with this Philly offense. Um granted if the Eagles wanna keep running a zillion plays a game, it would be good if they could score some more points, but you know, that's that's totally up to them. It's not gonna bother me if they don't. But fantasy wise, San Diego coming to Philly doesn't always work out great for them. I'm gonna say Phillip Rivers is more of a second quarterback option. Um He's got the potential that he could – I think it's going to be an extreme either way. He's either going to throw a handful of interceptions or he you know, might look like a real live quarterback. It's just hard to say at this point which it's going to be.
2: <laughs> Some real-life quarterbacks throw a lot of interceptions.
0: True, true. <laughs> but I'm going, to, I'm going to stick with him as a second quarterback option so I have a little bit of a buffer in case something happens. Um I do like running if back Ryan Matthews. Him off the river. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I do like running back Ryan Matthews this week. I know I was very much not a fan uh last week. I think the matchup works this week for him. I like Danny Woodhead more as a flex. Um wide receiver Vincent Brown I like a lot, as well as tight end Antonio Gates. I'm staying away from the rest of the wide receivers. I'm not starting the defense or the kicker on the off chance that Philly actually gets their act together and looks like a real offense. We'll see. You're not on the
2: Malcolm Floyd or any loyal bandwagon yet.
0: I just don't know if there's going to be enough there point-wise. I think they're going to end up going more with a run game than a pass game success-wise. So. I think they'll be going um,
2: more I, with a punting game.
0: Yeah, that's true. Although that's why I like Danny Woodhead as a flex because he could catch or run.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. For yeah. Philadelphia, Michael Vick, he's a good start. LaShawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Brent Selleck, kicker Alex Henry, and the defense are all good starts. Running back Bryce Brown is a decent flex play, as are wide receivers Riley Cooper and Jason Avant. I would keep tight end Zach Ertz, the Highly touted rookie on the bench until he actually gets some playing time and he does something with it.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think that could be a while, unfortunately.
2: All right. So now the game that you're going to be excited about on Sunday, I'm sure, that's Dallas at Kansas City. Kansas City, they they looked impressive against Jacksonville, but I yes, bet they did. Alabama would probably look good against Jacksonville, or at least give them. We might look a pretty... good against
1: Jacksonville
0: right now. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know if I'd go that far, but um, <laughs> I would say that, in spite of their their tremendous showing against Jacksonville, that Kansas City not totally buying them yet, uh, especially on offense. Dallas, their defense seems like it's somewhat improved, especially with healthy players at this point in the season. I'll pick Dallas to win this game fairly easily. I'll say Dallas 35, Kansas City 20.
0: I I never thought I'd see the day, but I think I'm more all-in on the Chiefs than you are. I never thought this would happen, but well, I think I all respect in, them, them more than them you do. all-in, you win.
2: If you're saying they're only going to lose by a touchdown, that's not all-in.
0: I'm saying they're only going to lose by a field goal. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's still not all in, but I'm I'd partially. I'm more in than you are. Thing. I'm
0: within. I'm within. You know, I could throw a rock in the bandwagon right now. You're not even
2: close. You've got a toe in the water. I'm. I'm still looking from the top of the yard it from the shore. <laughs> no, no. Even at the shore, I'm not putting my <laughs> foot in that water.
0: <laughs> that's probably a good a good call on your part. I. I mean, granted, it was Jacksonville. I mean, anyone listening to the show, I am not an Andy Reid fan, but I like this Kansas City team. And, I mean, obviously I'm a big Dallas fan. I think they're still going to win this game, but I think the Chiefs are going to make this a little more difficult than most people are anticipating. Hopefully the Cowboys are anticipating it, so they're ready for it, but I I wouldn't put a lot of money on that. Uh, fantasy-wise for the Cowboys, though, I like the matchup. I am going to start Tony Romo. I'm going to start DeMarco Murray. I'm starting Des Bryant and Miles Austin. And, of course, Jay Whitdog, Jason Witten at tight end. Um, I'm going to start the defense, but not the kicker. I don't think this is going to be a hugely high-scoring game. So I like the defensive matchup better than some of the others. I think they'd be in my top 12 of defenses, but they'd be they'd be close.
2: So I take it you're not worried about Des Bryant's ankle injury?
0: No. I'd be more worried if Des Bryant was, like, in a shopping mall or something, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, or, uh, <laughs> or at home with his mom. But, uh, yeah,
0: or pretty much anywhere not on the football field.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. So um, for Kansas City, Dwayne Bowe is the only wide receiver. Dwayne Bow is the only one that I really – can highly recommend as a start this week. Quarterback Alex Smith, more of a second start. Jamal Charles, questionable with the quad injury there. And if he plays obviously start him, but if he's you know if he's not listed as you know as being healthier by you know, later in the week I'd say plan on him as at best a flex option. Wide receiver mm-hmm. Donnie Avery, tight end Anthony Fasano are possible flex options for me. I say keep Anthony Sherman on the bench in spite of the fact he scored a touchdown last week. Keep Nile Davis on the bench. Wide receivers, Dexter McCluster and A.J. Jenkins out of your starting lineup. And tight end, Travis Kelsey, like Zach Highly touted rookie tight end. Don't put him in your lineup yet. Yeah, he
0: had, he was a little rough last week. A little bit.
2: So, speaking okay. of a little rough last week, actually not a little rough last week. Miami <laughs> actually won. So that was a good thing was for the i I could they transition to a
0: lot of games. <laughs>
2: yeah, but not this one. So because both <laughs> these teams won last week, although Indianapolis yeah. had a rougher time than we thought with Oakland, so they that's did. where I could have made the segue. But anyway, it's it's not a part two, so I lose. But anyway, Miami mm-hmm. at Indianapolis. I think this is going to be a good game. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be a much better quarterback this year. Uh, I was really impressed yeah. by Andrew Luck this past week, not so much that he ran for a touchdown or that they won the game, but last season Andrew Luck had a 54-something completion percentage, which was lower mm-hmm. than every quarterback in the league except for playing yeah. Gabbert. I mean, even Mark Sanchez had a higher completion rate than Andrew Luck did last year, That's which was somewhat shocking statistic. to me. But he was actually 18 for 23 on Sunday, so that is a harbinger of, of Improved accuracy, hopefully for him. I'll be watching Making that. better here too. Yeah, but and you could argue he has better receivers now that Darius Hayward Bay is on the team. Although you probably wouldn't agree with that. That's not but, too much uh, an argument for me. <laughs> but uh, Reggie Wayne, Ty Hilton, they're healthier. So, but um, anyway, I'll I'll pick Indianapolis to win this game, but just barely. I'll say Indianapolis twenty-eight, Miami twenty-seven.
0: I am taking Miami. By a
2: touchdown.
0: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, but it's still going to be right. Doesn't matter if it's homer pick when it's right.
2: All right, we'll see about that. (laughs) Who do you like for Miami this week?
0: Fantasy wise, I like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I like him more as a second quarterback just because I don't think this will be as high of a scoring game as maybe some of the others. But I could—he's borderline for me. Maybe a one if you're in a deep league. Uh, I do like running back Lamar Miller. I really like Mike Wallace and Brian Hartline this week. Staying away from the tight end situation. I am not a fan of what's happening in Miami right now. Uh, I'm also staying away from the defense and the kicker because we know Indy can put some points up periodically.
2: Charles Clay looked okay last week. They say they want to that they don't want to have him in for as many snaps as he had last week, but you know, he caught five balls. That's not bad for. Tight end there, but uh, and Lamar Miller
1: just—I
2: I don't know if I can agree with you about starting him. That guy just looks like a disaster at this point. But, so uh,
0: says the Giants fan.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I'm just—I'm not <laughs> impressed. But uh, Brandon Gibson is somebody that I like a little bit more than you do, apparently. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I, yeah. I don't like him better than Mike Wallace. He caught it. Yeah, Mike Wallace caught one ball last week. Brandon Gibson caught seven balls. Don't make the mistake of saying, oh, I'm going to bench Mike Wallace yeah. and start Brandon yeah, Gibson this week. This you don't want to play the numbers that week. much. No, no, that's <laughs> like playing last week's winning lottery tickets and wondering why you don't win then. But,
0: right. Yeah. But I think this right. is going to be one of the better games of Sunday to watch. I think this will be one of the more fun ones.
2: Yeah. For Indianapolis, I like Andrew Luck. I like. All three of the wide receivers, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, Darius hayward Bay. Um, I'm Flex options for both of the running backs, for me and my Bradshaw and Vic Ballard. Tight ends, Dwayne Allen, questionable with a hip injury, and Kobe Fleener. If there were only one tight end there, I would actually like them as a starter, but between the two of them, you never know which one's going to be healthy from game to game and which one's yeah, actually going to get the Yeah, if we could put target. them
0: together, they could be they could form one healthy tight end. It would be awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, I think the healthy is the key part because
0: yeah. it's like a
2: seesaw. It's almost if like there's some rule that they can't both be healthy at the same time if one's up, the other has to yeah. be down Then, But, you yeah, so to me, yeah, at best, either one of them is a flex option. Adam Vinatieri, I'm okay with him. Defense, not the best week to start them, but they're still okay. And that's about all. Yeah, I'm sure you don't need me to tell you not to start Donald Brown, but just in case, he should be nailed here. Really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, all right, moving uh, right we going along, at?
2: we've got Tennessee at Houston, both teams coming off of wins, just like the previous game. Tennessee's maybe a little bit more surprising than Houston's win, but on the other hand, Houston winning in pretty stunning fashion, coming back from a big deficit to beat San Diego. They shouldn't have had the big deficit in the first place, but at least it was a no. sign of a... Team that kept its composure and kept chipping away and ultimately won the game. Then, but I I don't know. I just look at Tennessee's defense. I see a lot of young talented players. I I, I can't I can't really rubber stamp. Um, you know, I find it hard to pick a team that starts Jake Locker as quarterback. But I'm going to do it for the second week in a row anyway. I, I picked Tennessee oh. to win this in an upset. I'll say Tennessee 21, Houston 17.
0: I thought I was going to catch so much heat for picking Tennessee in this game. But you did it, too.
2: (laughs) You're not catching heat for me for this. This
0: is is crazy. What's
2: your uh, rationale for picking Tennessee? And don't tell me it's Jake Locker because that'll... No, no,
0: my my rationale is not Jake Locker.
2: (laughs) Then I'll have to start an argument with you even though we agree.
0: You just just hang up. You just quit on the show. (laughs) That's That's right. I think the show would be over at that
2: point. The rest of the show is brought to you by Janet and the letter P and the number four.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we've established my Jake Locker is not my reasoning behind this. I think that Houston showed us there are definitely some flaws last week, and Tennessee, I, I agree with you about the defense. They are not really the pushover that maybe I thought they might be. And their offense looks a little more with it. Then, I mean, I I liked them more last week, but I I think their offense was a little more respectable. Granted, they only scored 16 points, and you know it's not a ton. You're gonna probably need to score more than 16 to beat Houston.
2: But Houston it, probably has a better defense than Pittsburgh. Yeah, and the Steelers,
0: though, it's not the easiest matchup in the world. I just I think no, they held no. their own, and I like that. So yeah. I'm gonna go with them again. Ride You're the hot streak. Too, so that
2: was a good thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not the easiest place to win Pittsburgh. Um like like you mentioned Heinz with Spiels, Jake you're Locker, often
2: visiting teams that are often catch up.
0: Yeah. I I literally my notes on Jake Locker are tread lightly. <laughs> I would say if you have most any other option at quarterback, I would probably play them. Um Chris Johnson I like a lot this week. Jackie Battle, I might get nuts and start as a flex option. I think their run game is gonna gonna be a big factor here. I like Nate Washington. He had a decent little game last week. Say no to the tight end, no to the defense, and no to the kicker though. Like I said, Tennessee's gonna have to score more than sixteen points to beat this Houston team. And I just I don't know, I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird game. It just has a weird feel to it.
2: For Houston, I would start Andre Johnson, although you probably didn't need me to tell that after the 12 reception 140-yard game on Monday night. Four
0: years in, I think. I think
2: yeah, probably don't need me can to tell that you to start Andre week. Johnson, but just in case, for the record, I, I'm mm-hmm. going on record as saying Andre Johnson's a good start this week. Tyano oh, and Daniels and the defense, I like. Quarterback Matt Schaub, more of a second quarterback. Running backs Arian Foster and Ben Tate. hard to say this about Arian Foster, but he just Still doesn't really look himself, and Houston's coaching staff is saying they want to get to more carries. That it could yeah. really devolve into something close to a 50-50 running back by committee situation. So to me, both those guys are at best flex options. Wide receiver DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, flex option. And in spite of the fact he had a good game last week, I would not start tight end Garrett Graham this week, and I'd also stay away from kicker Randy Bullock because I don't think they're going to score more than 17 points.
0: All right. That'll be an interesting one. We'll have to look at that next week and see if we were actually right.
2: Yeah. Let's see. Next game, we've got the loser bowl from the first week, the Washington Redskins at Green Bay. I guess if there's two winners playing each other, it stands to reason that there are two losers from week one playing somewhere, and this is one such game. So Washington at Green Bay, I I think both teams could win this game, but I'll say Green Bay wins their home opener. And, you know, RG3, I think he shakes off the rust, but I just don't see Washington's defense. If they couldn't stop Michael Vick, I don't think they're going to stop Aaron Rodgers. So I'll pick Green Bay to win this
0: 28-24. I'm taking Green Bay by 10. I'm going big here. Um, I... Obviously, I thought Green Bay was going to win last week. That didn't work out so great for me. Um, They finished second. They did did finish second. (laughs) Second out of two, which is always – they were the first loser. So they were first at something. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I just think going to Lambeau is always a bit of a, a trek for people. It's a different kind of world out there. Um RG3, I like Moore as a second quarterback option this week. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I like Alfred Morris. I do like Pierre Garçon, but I don't want any of the other wide receivers. I don't want the tight end. I'm saying no to the defense and no to the kicker. I just don't feel strong about Washington this week. You clearly disagree with me, though.
2: Well, there there are certain players I like there, but uh, I'm just curious if Green Bay, if it's the frozen tundra in December, at this time of year, is it the boiling tundra or at least the arid tundra or like the mossy
0: tundra <laughs> but yeah. humid and damp tundra
2: <laughs> yeah so but anyway as far as washington goes i actually i think any of their wide receivers they've got four decent ones that i think are all decent flex options leonard hankerson i wouldn't get too excited about his we his game week one, but you know, Santana Moss, that is just consistent year after year. Everybody writes him off and expects that... Yeah, you know, just we keep saying, like, oh, he's
0: too old, he's too beat up, and then he's just... He yeah, and
2: it. he's not going to be able to play at a high level anymore, and you know, he's not an all-pro, but he's still a solid wide receiver, especially in a PPR league, if you're looking for a flex option in a deeper league, but... As far as Green Bay goes, I like Aaron Rodgers. Running back Eddie Lacy showed me something I was skeptical before last week. No longer. Yeah, he's a good start. Wide receivers, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, and Randall Cobb are all worthy of starts starting this week. Jermichael Finley is it best the flex option for me. He's questionable with a toe injury. Mason Crosby, start him if you have to in the defense. They're better matchups, but if you're in a really deep league, and that's your best option, and I think you'll be okay. Uh, John Kuhn, I know he's a favorite player of yours, but uh, he's, he's not uh, going anywhere near any starting tennis really, that I really have anything to do league. with. <laughs> so, All right, let's move on to another loser bowl from Week 1, and that would be the Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. And I think Baltimore, they, it was just a matter of a good team just being thoroughly overmatched by a team that was hitting on all cylinders. You know, for Denver, yeah. you have to hope that they're not peaking too soon, but I'm sure they can play a lot better, especially when they get some of their suspended and injured players back. But anyway, back to the two teams in this game. Cleveland, a lot of people were thinking maybe they could be a sleeper team this year. try Richardson was up. A lot of people up, like me. But, well, I... Yeah, I guess I'm not as high on them, but I still could see why you would make that argument or why people would make that argument. But I, they may eventually get off on the right, get back on the right track. But I don't think it happens this, to week. this week. I say Baltimore mm-hmm. will win this game pretty handily. I'll say two touchdowns. Baltimore 28, Cleveland 14.
0: I don't know if it'll be that big of a win. I'm thinking maybe 7 to 10 points, but yeah, I think Cleveland is just going to have to rally from an 0 and 2 start and I think they can do that to make the playoffs. But, you know, that's a discussion for another time. Um well, right, right now, if we're still it, saying that when they're
2: all in 9, then we're in trouble, but
0: Yeah, things things could have a different feel in a few weeks. <laughs> for now, I can stay positive and optimistic about the Browns. Yeah. Um I would, again, tread lightly with Brandon Whedon. This is not the easiest defense in the world. They're playing in Baltimore. Brandon Whedon, uh has not been the most accurate quarterback in the world to this point, although he is getting better, I'll give him that. I would say there are pretty much better options just about anywhere else around the league this week. Uh, I do like Trent Richardson and tight end Jordan Cameron. Uh, I might get nuts and start the Cleveland defense. As crazy as this sounds, I don't think this will be a very high-scoring game. I think Baltimore will win by 7 to 10 points. But I don't think they're scoring 35 or 40 points. I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. These in-division guys like to beat each other up, and they tend to be lower-scoring. So I'm going Cleveland defense this week. I'm staying away from the kicker and the rest of the receivers, though.
2: Devon Bess is an interesting case as a wide receiver. He seems to just be that he's, possession he's, he's, receiver type that establishes rapport with quarterbacks wherever he is. Last week, last year it was
0: Miami. You know, with Tannehill
2: in Miami, and this year he seems to have that rapport with Whedon. That doesn't mean Whedon's a great fantasy
1: quarterback.
0: And we did lose a Sherpa. He should be back shortly. A little technical issue on his end. Um, But again, like I said, when he comes back, we'll get his picks for Baltimore. But I think this is going to be a more evenly contested game than a lot of people do. Uh, We saw time and time again last year these (laughs) AFC North guys just it's kind of a – it's turning into what the NFC East is. They're just going to beat each other up, and whoever's still standing will go to the playoffs where someone else is going to beat them up it's because they're already so broken from the battle of trying to win their division. And I've got a little bit more respect for Cleveland than a lot of people do. <laughs> I'm willing to stick with that for the time being. But Brandon Whedon this week, it just it's a tough matchup in Baltimore with that defense. So I'm going to say... Probably there are 30 other quarterbacks I'd like to start over him at this point. And later in the show when we get through all of our games and hopefully have some time to talk waiver wire picks, we will also be talking about some quarterback options there. So if you're stuck with Brandon Weeden on your roster because your draft went terribly, we can help you out. Right, Sherpa? He's on the line, but we can't hear him.
2: Yes, I'm I'm here. Sorry oh, about that. Oh,
0: there you that. are. <laughs> I got
2: cut off for some reason. You appeared. So, where were we? We were talking about Cleveland-Baltimore, and I was just going over my uh, Baltimore picks.
0: Yes. Shoot your Baltimore picks. We didn't hear any of them.
2: Okay. So Joe Flacco, Ray Rice, Torrey Smith, Dallas Clark, I think flourishes in that yeah. offense. Defense, I like. Um, Bernard Pierce, questionable with his thigh injury. He's someone I might start as a flex if he's healthy enough. Marlon Brown, that's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him with uh, Jacoby Jones out now.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: uh he's a flex guy that I like. Brandon Stokely, maybe a flex, tight end Ed Dixon possible flex. Justin Tucker the kicker, I'd start him. And of course Jacoby Jones is out with any injuries, so don't you never want your... your own
0: player to run you over during a game. That was awful.
2: No, that was that was hard to watch. It was yeah. I know it's a rookie mistake, but uh Yeah, that wasn't good.
0: Tough to make the team after that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so on to the next game then. We've got Carolina at Buffalo, two teams that suffered uh, close defeats. This, I guess, counts as another loser bowl from last week. But one of them has to win, and I think it's going to be Carolina. I think Cam Newton outplays. EJ Manuel and I think he has a little bit more of a supporting cast too so I'll say Carolina 27 Buffalo 24.
0: I would agree with the score but I think Buffalo's a the one scored 24 points and Carolina I just I think Buffalo comes out on top so obviously I like the Bills a little better than Cam Newton and his Panthers that's no secret I just E.J. Manuel surprised me last week. He did hold his own. I thought that was going to be just a train wreck of epic proportions. But good for him. I think that Buffalo is just going to sneak one in here. I think that Carolina still needs to get a few things right, and I'm not totally sure they're going to be firing on all cylinders this week. But there are some interesting fantasy plays here. I like Cam Newton more as a second quarterback option. Just i it's close for me, but I look at my top 12 quarterbacks, and he's not on it this week. So it is what it is. Uh, I do like D'Angelo Williams. I like Mike Tolbert, and I like Steve Smith. I'm even going to go nuts and say you can go ahead and start tight end Greg Olson. I'm not normally a Greg Olson fan, but this week I'm going to go for it. Um, I'm also going to say yes to the defense, but no to the kicker. I think the defense are going to put up possibly some of these points for Carolina this week. And, again, it's not the highest-scoring game out there, so it's not a terrible defensive matchup.
2: I agree with that. Uh, As far as the defenses go, I would say Buffalo's defense is also a potential start in this game, even though I'm picking Carolina. But mid-20s, I think you can still start a defense. For Buffalo, running back C.J. Spiller is a good start. Wide receiver Stevie Johnson, tight end Scott Chandler. E.J. Manuel is more of a second quarterback for me. Fred Jackson, impressive debut last week. You know, he's, or I shouldn't say debut, season debut. The guy's a little older than yeah. Methuselah, I think. But I think he's still a worthwhile flex option. Wide receiver T.J. Graham, flex option. Kicker Dan Carpenter, okay. But I would keep Robert Woods and Marquise Goodwin out of your lineup this week and probably for many weeks to come.
0: All right. One more morning game.
2: Yes, for those out on the West Coast. And that would be (laughs) Minnesota at Chicago. And Minnesota coming off a loss on the road, Chicago coming off a win at home. So I'm going to say that both of those trends continue this week. I'll say that Chicago wins this game much as I'd like to see Minnesota win. I don't think it happens this week. Chicago 24, Minnesota 13.
0: I I don't know what to think of this game. Chicago looks better than I expected them to. I am going to take Minnesota to win this game, though. Uh, it's not going to be because of Christian Ponder. I like him more as a second quarterback option. Uh, I do really like Adrian Peterson. I'm going to start Jerome Simpson at wide receiver and tight end Kyle Rudolph. I think when Ponder does throw, it's going to be to those two guys. I like the defense. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but no kicker staying away from that in Chicago.
2: So for Chicago, I would start quarterback Jay Cutler, running back Matt Forte, wide receiver Brandon Marshall, tight end Martellus Bennett in the defense. Wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey is a flex option for me. kicker Robbie Gould, I'm all right with starting. I would keep uh, running back Michael Bush and wide receivers Earl Bennett and Marquette Toulson on the bench. All right, easy
0: enough.
2: We're per, in the home uh, to the, uh, As we call them in the East Coast, the late games, as they call them on the West Coast, the afternoon games. Yeah. First up, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. And I, I, New Orleans didn't score as much as I thought they would last week against Atlanta, but I still think that their offense is going to be one of the best in football this year, and I think they'll start showing it this week against Tampa and I'll pick New Orleans to win this by almost three touchdowns. I'll say New Orleans 38, Tampa 20.
0: I respect Tampa a little bit more. Uh, I want to take them as an upset pick over New Orleans, but that feels a little aggressive for Week 2. I do think they keep it within 10 points, though. I think they're going to be able to match them score for score until the fourth quarter the wheels may come off a little bit. Uh, With that being said, I'm not starting the New Orleans defense, which probably you would. Uh, I am starting Drew Brees, Darren Sproles, Mark Ingram. I'm going to even start Marquise Colson and Lance Moore, and of course tight end Jimmy Graham. No defense, no kicker though. Staying away from it.
2: How about Kenny Stills and Ben Watson? They both had good games last week, or at least they made an appearance in the line score. Do either of those interest you at all?
0: Not this week. Not for me.
2: Okay. For Tampa, I would start running back Doug Martin, wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams, quarterback Josh Freeman, more of a second quarterback. I'd stay away from wide receiver Kevin Ogletree, tight end Luke Stocker, kicker Ryan Lindell in the defense for Tampa.
0: All right, I can live with that.
2: So let's move on to the boiling tundra of Arizona and... <laughs> Detroit is paying them a visit this week, and you know, here we have a a winner, uh, a home winner, and a road loser from last week. Although Arizona did keep it respectable against St. Louis, I think this week the home team wins, and I'll pick Arizona to win a sort of a mini shootout. But I, I think they'll win this thirty to twenty-four.
0: I I like Arizona a lot. Detroit did some things last week, but I think I agree with you. I think this is going to be high-scoring. This is going to be one of the more high-scoring games this week, I think. Uh, and I think Arizona is going to edge them out just because they're going to have the ball last. But I I think you can definitely still start Matt Stafford. You can start Bell and Bush at running back. You can start Calvin Johnson, of course. Uh, maybe this week they'll give him all his touchdowns. And I would stay away from the tight ends, the defense, Uh, maybe the kicker, I think you might have some better options, but I could go either way. Um, I just, this is going to be, I think this is one of those games that if you watch NFL Red Zone, you're going to see a lot of.
2: Yeah, that that could very well be. Um, (laughs) For for, um, Arizona, I would start Carson Palmer, would start wide receivers Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd, kicker Jay Feely. Um, the defense is okay to start. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, running back Rashard Mendenhall. More flex options for me. I'd stay away from Ryan Williams, Alfonso Smith, and Stephon Taylor. And with Rob Hausler injured, I, I'm not starting any of the other tight end options for Arizona.
0: I was so – I I really was bummed when Rob Hausler got hurt. It's just like I felt like this could have really been it. I hope he gets better soon.
2: Well, we could send him the – Get well card from fourth and inches, or
0: maybe we will send some good cheer his way. Sure, he'd love to hear from us. (laughs)
2: So, speaking of uh, good cheer, I don't know that there's going to be much good to cheer at this following game. But uh, Jacksonville at Oakland, (laughs) these or as it's known affectionately in some circles, the Teddy Bridgewater Bowl. But
0: there you go, there you go, silver lining.
2: yeah, it's pretty hard to think. It's the second week of the season already, and you're looking at the... Actually, Terrell Pryor still. I, I'm not giving up on him as an NFL quarterback. I actually quarterback just I, yet. I
0: don't like Terrell Pryor as a quarterback long-term, but I think this week he's a good waiver wire pickup.
2: Well, it's just kind of sad when he outgains Darren McFadden on the ground. But It's not great. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's more a testament to Terrell Pryor's running ability or a testament to Darren McFadden's lack of running ability, but either way, I yeah. think Oakland's not going to win many games this season, but this is definitely one of them. If you're in a knockout pool, you can pretty much just go with whoever's playing Jacksonville each week. So this week, that would be Oakland, and I'll pick Oakland to win this 24-10. to 10.
0: It would be awesome if Jacksonville actually scored more than two points. That would be a good step in the right direction. Will. uh will. Gab- Gabbard's not playing in this game. He cut his hand, which already had a, a torn thumb ligament on it. I don't know, his throwing hand's a mess.
2: Um, which throw with his other hand, you probably wouldn't notice much difference. Game
0: result? I mean, pretty much. Uh, which means Chad Henney is starting. Any listener of the show knows I am a big Chad Henney fan, but that does not mean you have any business starting him this week. None. I, I see no reason why this should happen unless you were in some kind of crazy 32-team league. There's just no business, no business here. Um, Start Maurice Jones-Drew. I might get crazy and say start Cecil Shorts, but uh, as far as the tight ends the rest of the wide receivers, I would say no. Um, I would start the Jacksonville defense, though. I don't think Oakland's going to put up a ton of points, and the Jacksonville defense isn't as terrible as their offense is. So if there's you know, one small thing to go with there, maybe it's the defense.
2: Any inkling to start Ace Bailey uh coming off no. of his performance Sunday? You're not buying in yet?
0: Not yet. All right. I see I cool. watched all of I watched all of the Jacksonville preseason games. I might be the only one in the world who did it. But I just I'm not sold yet.
2: I think not even I mean, Mr. Con, the owner of the team, watched all of their preseason games. Probably
0: not, but probably I did. I every. It's the Jacksonville preseason. From the team. I, I
2: watched every snap of the Jacksonville Jaguars preseason.
0: Not a lot of people out there can say that. It's a very small club.
2: I'm not <laughs> sure many people would want to say that. That's
0: the point. Or would admit here.
2: to it? Maybe under truth serum or a lie detector or. If you were being questioned under oath. you might admit to that, but that's about it. So, it just happened.
0: We history here.
2: (laughs) All right. So as far as Oakland goes, I would start Terrell Pryor in this game, probably one of the few times you'll hear me say that all season. Yeah. Running back Darren McFadden, wide receiver Denarius Moore in the defense. Wide receiver Rod Streeter, flex option, kicker Sebastian Janikowski okay. To start running backs Rashad Jennings and Marcel Reese keep on the bench. The rest of the wide receivers, Bryce Butler, Jacoby Ford, and Gerard Kreiner, bench, tight ends David Osbury, who's questionable with a shoulder injury, Michael Rivera, and Jaron Nastrud, none of those guys belong in your starting lineup either. mm so. well, is... the next game we can say one thing with certainty, and that's that a quarterback named Manning will win this game. Of course, we're referring the to the Bowl. Manning Bowl.
0: I love it so much. Den-
2: Denver is the Giants, but yeah, there's a good chance this is the last time the two of them will face off against each other in their career. I can't really see the two teams playing in the Super Bowl anytime soon, and I can't see Eli Please going you. somewhere else. And I yeah, just, we'll see. And I, I don't think Peyton's still going to be playing in four years, although. Stranger things have happened, but and especially if he throws seven touchdowns every week. They, they might rebuilt never get him. him. To they retire. made him bigger,
0: faster, and stronger when he had neck surgery.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. You read one day, he's saying, oh, my arm isn't as strong as it was beforehand, and the next so day he you seven hear Demarius Thomas saying, oh, he's throwing it so much better than he did last year. I guess those two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive statements. It's possible that both of them yeah. could be true, but I I don't know. I You look, and his decision-making seemed as good as ever on Thursday so night. Good. So, anyway, I'm going to pick Denver again. Just the Giants haven't shown that they can stop Tony Romo's offense, and I think Denver's offense is even better. So on another level. I'll pick, I'll pick Denver to win this game pretty handily. I'll say Denver 37, New York 24.
0: I could probably agree with that. I think the one thing we can both agree on is that neither of these defenses should be started. <laughs> Peyton Manning and Eli were both had both the most yards last week, so I think we can say maybe not these defenses this week. Um, as far as the Broncos go, pretty much it's hard to miss on starting these guys. I would say go ahead with Peyton Manning, Noshaw Moreno, Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker. I'd start Eric Decker as a flex option. Uh, I'm loving what I saw at a tight end, Julius Thomas, last week. That was phenomenal. I'd like to start him again. Yeah. Say no to the defense, but I am starting the kicker. There will be extra points to be had.
2: My only qualms with the Denver receivers are that Wes Walker and Eric Decker are both listed as questionable at this point in the week. So if you had to decide between a healthy New England or New York player on Thursday versus. You know, waiting to see if Wes Welker and Eric Decker are going to be healthy on Sunday. I might err. I would rather
0: have a one-legged Wes Welker than pretty much any Jets receiver right now.
2: (laughs) Uh, As a Stephen Hill fan, I I might disagree with that. But uh, Wes Welker's
0: already so short; he's low to the ground. It would you'd barely even notice.
2: Yeah, I don't know. New England—they seem to grow guys like that on trees. yeah, you know, Danny Woodhead and Wes Welker and Julian Adelman. And they ship know. them
0: out west. They put them in a yeah. tiny box and send them out west.
2: Right, a tiny box. I get it. So
0: uh-huh.
2: let's see. <laughs> so for the jet, um, for the the Jets. Listen to me. The Giants. I was starting to think. That's how bad Manning. you think
0: your team is. You're calling them the Jets now.
2: <laughs> well, the Jets won last week, unlike the Giants. But, so I'm just. I'm trying to think of the... I'm trying to maintain a winning attitude oh, okay. here. Okay, so
0: it's like that. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, for the Giants, quarterback Eli Manning is a good start this week. Running back David Wilson, he'll redeem himself. Wide receiver mm-hmm. to Nix and Victor Cruz, both good starts. I liked what I saw from Brandon Myers um, in game one. I love Brandon I think Myers. He'll have a good season. If He had 800 yards last year with Carson Palmer in Oakland, think what he could do, and that was mm-hmm. probably in three-quarters of the season, think what he can do with Eli in New York. Uh, Darrell Scott, questionable with a knee injury. He's a flex option for me. Wide receiver Reuben Randall, yes, he went over 100 yards, but no, I don't think he's in the same class as Nixon Cruz. Flex option no. at best. Kicker he went Josh over 100 Brown, yards because
0: okay. he was single-covered all night. That's why.
2: Yeah, well, that could happen a lot, but I mm. still think that... He's not somebody that I really trust on a regular basis yet. Kicker Josh Brown is okay to start. And the Giants did sign Brandon Jacobs today, but he shouldn't he be is. in your lineup. Practice. Even If he's a goal line back, there's there's far better options than He's he. so big and, now it'd
0: be hard to tackle him.
2: Well, it's true, but <laughs> I I still wouldn't start him. He's the ball, he might not be able to grab the ball in his chubby hands, but we'll see. So And then the defense, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway, that you don't want to start them against don't
1: Peyton
2: start them. in that offense. So we're down to the last two games. We've got the Sunday night special. We've got what should be an interesting game, San Francisco at Seattle. These two teams are 1-1A are and 1A in many people's list of NSC Super Bowl favorites this year. I know you and I would disagree with that a little bit on the yeah. Seattle side, but... In terms of this game, it's been a long time since either of the two Super Bowl teams from the previous season made it back the next season, so that doesn't bode well for San Francisco or Baltimore's chances this year. But this game, I I think San Francisco, even though they're on the road, I think they're just a little bit better than Seattle. So I'll say they win by a field goal. I'll pick San Francisco 24, Seattle 21.
0: I'm taking San Francisco by seven. Um... I just, they keep billing this as as now a, a new big rivalry. And, uh, like, two years of decent football does not a real rivalry make here. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, I think this has the potential to turn into a rivalry, but this feels a little manufactured right now. It's uh, think... kind of like
2: Stanford and USC. Oh, wait, that's because there's a college coach, oh, coach there.
0: <laughs> that might be why. <laughs>
2: yeah, probably.
0: But I like I like San Francisco, even though they're in Seattle with the 12th man and all of that craziness. Uh, watch out for flying Skittles if you're going to the game. I do like Colin Kaepernick this week. I like Frank Gore and Anquan Bolden. I'm starting tight end Vernon Davis, but I'm staying away from the rest of the receiving core. Uh, I'm not starting the defense, but I am going to start the kicker. I think that there will be probably on both sides of the ball, there are definitely going to be some field goal and extra point chances here.
2: Seattle, I like Russell Wilson a lot this week. Wide receiver, Golden Tate. Marshawn Lynch, I'm not trusting him a lot against San Francisco's run defense. He's more of a flex option for me this week. Wide receiver, Sidney Rice and Doug Baldwin, decent flex options. Tight end, Zach Miller, showed some signs of life last week. He's a decent flex option if you're in a deeper league. And I would be okay with starting Seattle's defense. Running backs, Robert uh, Turbin and Christian Michael, Keep them away from your starting lineup and also kicker Steven Hauschka doesn't belong in your starting lineup.
0: Alright, one game and we're actually gonna finish on time tonight. This is this does not always happen. This is good stuff.
2: <laughs> well, we're two for two. We we've turned over a new leaf this season, so yeah. turned over a new page, whatever the metaphor is. I could <laughs> I could blow another three minutes trying to explain yeah, there you go. The metaphor right <laughs> <there>. now. <Kind> of, <laughs>
0: totally killer right. streak. But anyway, one. we're going
2: to eschew the metaphors and go right to Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, the Monday night game. Both these teams coming off of close losses in week one, so this is another loser bowl, but I'll say that Cincinnati is a little bit less loserly this week than Pittsburgh. I'll pick them to win this game 27-20. to 20.
0: I actually agree with your score. I agree with, with your winner, too. I think Cincinnati's going to come out on top. Pittsburgh just needs to get their act together. I I think they have good fantasy options this week. I just don't know if they have great real-life options out in the world. I don't know if it's going to gel the way it needs to. The Bengals certainly looked a little more together last week than, than the Steelers did. So, for now, Cincinnati gets the benefit of the doubt. I am still going to start Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Isaac Redman, Antonio Brown, and Emmanuel Sanders uh, as far as tight ends. The rest of the receivers go. It's just not. I don't think there's enough there for them. Um, LaRod Stevens halling I think, could be an interesting flex option. I just, I don't know about him. I, I don't know. I just wasn't blown away by him last week. And I am going to start the defense. I think scoring wise and and defensive wise, I think it's not the worst matchup out there. Say no to the kicker though.
2: Uh, what do you think of well? Um, Le'Veon Bell is supposedly out for another month now and the Steelers re-signed Jonathan Dwyer this week. Any thoughts Mm -hmm. of starting him as a flex player this week?
0: Maybe in the same way that I think that it might not be the worst idea in the world to put Brandon Jacobs in a deep league flex option just because somebody has to carry the ball.
2: (laughs) I I, I, I think Dwyer has a little more talent at this point in his career than... Jacobs. I mean, the main question with him was his attitude. It sounded like in camp that he came in overweight, and they didn't like that. But you know, the fact mm-hmm. that they're even that they resigned him so quickly and all suggests doesn't to me say that, good
0: things about what's happening there.
2: <laughs> no, and you know, losing mm-hmm. Pouncy for the year already. That line is
0: and, yeah. They got, know, tight they got are really tight ends beat up last week.
2: Yeah, that, that's just. I thought they were going to make the playoffs, and sure, it's only one week, but there's there's definitely some warning signs there in Pittsburgh, and we'll see what happens. But um, as far as Cincinnati goes, I like quarterback Andy Dalton a lot. Wide receiver A.J. Green is getting to the point where he's a no-brainer as a start. Defense, Mm -hmm. good start. Um, Running back Giovanni Bernard, good flex option. Same thing, wide receiver Mohamed Sanu tight ends Jermaine Gresham and Tyler Eifert, kicker Mike Nugent, a good start. I would not start then Jarvis Green-Ellis. I know you're a bigger fan of his than I am. And yeah. wide receiver Marvin Jones is also somebody I'd stay away from this week.
0: All right. I can, I can live with that. We have made it to the end. And in case you feel like you haven't gotten enough of us, we will be back next week, Wednesday night, as always, from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can always find old episodes and archived on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. Of course, you can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4 H N Show. You can email us under the same handle, the number 4 Inches Show at gmail.com. You can always find Scott and I on Twitter as well. He is Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I am JKIM16. Uh, be sure to check out FantasyFootballSherpa.com. There's great stuff and rankings there as well as the Facebook page, Fantasy Football Sherpa, the fan page there. And if you have anything, you, questions, line of questions, on, come Sunday or Thursday, or there's something you want to hear us talk about on the show, be sure to drop us a line. We love to hear from you guys.
2: Thanks for a great show, Jenna, and good luck to everyone this week. We'll see you next week.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BTW proof. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.